When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming back at you from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, or anything that we do here in association with anything relating to the Lakers fast break. It is sincerely appreciated. And big shout out and happy holidays to the guys at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. Well, the Lakers, as we speak right now, are 16 and 16, going through the doldrums. Unfortunately, I'm not going to go ahead and get on their case too much because of the problems that they have in trying to keep a healthy roster with just keeping a competent roster because of all the concerns that right now we have with COVID and the league's insistence on continuing the games, unless you're a really far out team in case of COVID and all that. But you know what? We'll see what we can do with that. It is once again, though, a good man to stop by to talk about the Lakers and where we stand it is Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you on the show. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts and happy holidays to you and the family as well. Oh, right back at you, Podfather. Thank you very much. I have to agree with your synopsis there, Gerald. I mean, wins and losses at this point. Uh, I mean, with the tumultuousness of COVID and injuries throughout the league, especially, but with us. What I find interesting is uh, Zach Lowe's podcast this week, he had an interesting stat. He said that amongst all 30 teams, the Lakers' best five-man unit had only played 53 minutes together, and that was the lowest in the NBA. And that was a real big concern for him. I've never heard him speak that dispassionately and and apathetically about a LeBron James led team, but he sounded very pessimistic about our uh, outlook looking forward. So Gerald, it was really interesting when the Russell Westbrook trade happened, Uh, you immediately raised the, the one red flag. And that was historically, he's the worst player with the ball in the clutch when you need a basket. And he's come up 
empty in in that regard. I mean, like you said, I've heard you talk about how sometimes you'll actually cringe when he when he takes a a, a bad shot. I mean, it, it's almost as if shot selection is uh, impervious to to his to his consciousness. Uh, would you agree with that? Would you just say he's he's unconscious? Yeah, it just it just seems right now it's very reckless, uh, and unfortunately, it's a feast or famine when and there's just no in between when it concerns Russell Westbrook and, and the way he plays, and that's just unfortunately something we do not need on the basketball team because LeBron already is handling so much of the ball, and, and you're going to get what you're going to get with LeBron, and you know LeBron is is back to playing at a superior level uh, right now, thirty points in several of the past ten games, and. Uh, it's just a shame that the rest of the team is not he's he's not able at this age of his or stage of his career to able to lift an entire team just by his very output, which is a shame. He is going to still give you, though, great performances. And I think that it's a shame that the team is just not rallying around him and giving him enough support. And you're not going to have it because you just don't have that quality roster surrounding him. I think the moves by Rob Palenka are showcasing themselves out even more. Everybody wants to go after Frank Vogel and fire him, and he's on the hot seat and all that. But unfortunately, I think it's more of a case where the roster that was put together, the pieces that are around LeBron James are just not quite good enough this season so far today. Yeah, I agree 100%. And it was interesting, again, Gerald, when, when you spoke about the players we gave up in the Russell Westbrook trade, and you said you thought that would be a detriment to our defense, and that's also uh, borne itself out because, as we, as we've seen, um, you know, I'm not a basketball savant by any means. You know, I've only been watching the game for 30 years, but I'd, I'd like to think I know a thing or two. And Frank loves to run complex defenses, and he can't with this roster. And you said that was a concern, Gerald, that KCP, Caruso, and Kuzma were able to be very versatile defensively, and that's missing in abundance this year because, I mean, the de- the defense just looks like it's it's unfixable with this roster. It is right now in, in certain terms. I think that the mirage was that it was getting higher and higher on the food chain to – I think about 11th place as far as the defense was concerned last week. I think during the course of their winning streak, it it reached that high. And I just thought that was kind of like a mirage because Mm -hmm. the eye test, the eye test, it tells you that no, Anthony Davis was not having a good season this year, even though his numbers might've belied otherwise. And no, Russell Westbrook is not a benefit to the Lakers team. Otherwise, sometimes his stats will say otherwise. And no, the defense on the Lakers is not adequate, even though sometimes the stats will say otherwise, because you can see it with the eye test. You can see the fact that that when they need stops, they're just not able to get them. The other night in Chicago, they had the lead and unfortunately couldn't just not do anything to stop the great play of DeMar DeRozan down the stretch when this is a game that they should have won. And you know, that's going to be a, a theme, I think, for the rest of the season, unless they get some help around the perimeter that's going to help them. Trevor Reza coming off the bench, coming off the injured list. Now, you know, it's been a nice little thing to start off with, but, you know, I don't expect him to shoot 100% from three for the rest of the season. I think that if you're going to get him for 15 to 20 minutes of good, solid play, 
I think at this stage of his life, at this stage of his career, I think that's the best you're going to be able to ask for. They need someone or one or two players around the perimeter, around the wing, that can go ahead and give you that kind of uh, back and forth play on both sides of the ball that are going to be able to support LeBron the way he needs it at this stage of his career. Absolutely. And um, I know you uh, you wanted to discuss uh, moving forward what options the, the Lakers might have, Gerald. If you look at a team like the Orlando Magic, for example, it, it, it looks as though they're dangling Terrence Ross and Gary Harris Jr. It, it doesn't look like they're in their long-term plans. And some, it was interesting. Earlier in the season, they weren't playing that much. And then they're playing a lot and they're productive. If there's any way for the Lakers to get involved in a trade where they can improve their defense on the perimeter with a point-of-attack defender, that's a must joke. I mean, I thought it was a little ridiculous, and I smirked when I saw we were linked to the Ben Simmons uh, trade rumors. I mean, well, you know, Laker Tom is uh, very adamant <laughs> at trying to go ahead and propose those trades at LakerHollis.com. Trader Tom is back in the house, and those crazy trades were there. I don't think there's any way on God's green earth that Philadelphia would be even remotely interested in anything the Lakers have to offer unless his name is LeBron James. Right. They started to go ahead and saying that, or maybe Anthony Davis, but then again, you already have a player down low that can go ahead and dominate the action in Joel Embiid. Why go ahead and mix that up with Anthony Davis there alongside? So Anthony Davis can't shoot you know, the broad side of the barn right now from the outside. I guess uh, having him as a, as a trade chip would probably not be a good thing right now the russell westbrook give me a break he's not even close to becoming a, a trade asset for you in that type of big player trade the only thing it would be great is if next it was next year you could start dangling uh, him in a trade offers and things mm-hmm. of that nature because his 40 million dollars plus comes off the books but for right now there's no chance that the lakers are going to get ben simmons and i think people should just get off that uh, and just go ahead and seeing what smaller trades we can go ahead and, and look at that, like you said, like Orlando or maybe some other ancillary places that can go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and pl- trade these players that no longer fit in our plans now, but could fit in your plans in the future. Absolutely. And, and I mean, we, we need help rebounding. We are, we are a atrocious rebounding team. Like you said, Gerald, the construct of the roster that Polinka put together, it's look, Russell Westbrook will always be a triple-double threat, but outside of him at the guard position, you're very small, right? I, I mean, there, there's not a lot of size there. For, God, for goodness sake, Jared uh, Vanderbilt, I believe, got eight offensive rebounds the other the other night. So it's a, it's a very troubling trend there. I mean, one thing I do have to admit, I, I really didn't expect LeBron not to have his lift back yet, but he doesn't have his lift back yet because as you were talking about the Bulls game, Gerald, I found it interesting. Do you remember the sequence where he was posting up Javante Green on the block and he just couldn't get any lift and Green tried to block him, but Vucevic came from the other side and, and just swatted the ball away. And that was the first time since probably his second or third year. I thought, wow, LeBron's human again. So he doesn't have the same lift. We need to improve the rebounding. We need a point of attack defender. 
we definitely need some more shooting. There's no question about that. And on top of everything else, the cherry on top of the problems is that, like we spoke about, Vogel loves to run complicated defenses. He asks his guys to do different things on different possessions, and he just doesn't have the thoroughbreds to do that. They're not they're not there together cohesively. And I saw Tim Legler talking about how he thought we were cooked because if we have to play a team like Phoenix or Golden State in the semifinals or uh, a Western Conference finals, we might get swept because we just don't have the kind of defenders and the point of attack defense to defend their complicated offenses. And Steve Kerr and Monty Williams are probably two of the top five best defensive coaches in the NBA as well. So it's going to be a tough task for us moving forward. It is, but at least it looks like on the surface we'll have LeBron James, as his agent Rich Paul has said in recent hours, that he will be staying and is not asking for a trade at this time, which is a great relief to Los Angeles Lakers fans out there. But it is the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll see what happens during the Christmas holiday. If they have the game, we'll see. But, Sean, great to have you here. Please give a shout-out to everything that you're doing. Where can they follow you? How can they catch you? Because I know you need to put a little mustard on it, don't you? I do. I do, Gerald. I I have some catching up to do. Put a little mustard. Needs uh, a lot of catching up. I've got a new segment moving forward called uh, the Chili Dog Monologues, which uh, I'm going to be uh, premiering soon. And another segment called the Chili Dog Dialogues, which I hope to have the Podfather on at some point for uh, a guest appearance. Sounds um, good. I'll, you know, just let me know, and I'll be there. Fantastic. And uh, moving forward, Jared, I had a question for you. Given the the outlook on the Lakers this year. And what do you see, if anything, moving forward that they could possibly do to shift the tectonic plates of the Western Conference? Because it just seems like the top three seeds are locked up. And do you think they need to make a move to get into that fourth seed? Well, I don't think really anything will start for them as far as making major moves until this summer at the earliest when Russell Westbrook's contract becomes much more valuable because of the $40 million plus comes off the books. And you're also going to have to make a decision if you want to keep Anthony Davis. And people out there go, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis. You know, this time last year, we were talking about him being coming one of the top five players in the league. Well, unfortunately that never materialized and you have a player that's often injured and that is still got two plus years on his contract. So you got to say to yourself, Hey, do I want to go ahead and build towards the future or build something now? You're going to have LeBron here. You better make sure that you have someone alongside him that's going to stay alongside him. So you have to start making some hard decisions. I'm not suggesting that you trade Anthony Davis, but I say you got to go ahead and have that conversation with Russell Westbrook. Again, his $45 plus million or whatever it is, $40 plus million comes off the you know books in the summer of 2023. So in the 2022 season, you're going to have a lot more interest in him training for him with some assets and be able to dangle that either to recoup some of the first round picks that you need to have or to put in players that can help effectively play better with LeBron. So that's what I'm looking forward to my friend. That's, that's one thing. I don't see anything happening, you know, just overwhelmingly by the trade deadline, much to Laker Tom's chagrin, 
But I think that right now maybe some little small moves will be the best that you can do. But comes the summer, I think the Lakers will be, again, a big player, and that's by default because they're going to have to go ahead and make some changes because LeBron is going to demand it because we don't know how much more time LeBron has left. No, we don't. We don't know how much time LeBron has. And, um, you know, I thought I was a a little perturbed this week when I saw Bill Simmons sniping up that little comment about how he expects to hear the the article about how LeBron loves the new upstart Cavs team and those trade rumors were going to start and good on Rich Ball and Clutch Sports for uh, at least putting a bullet in it for now. But you're right, Gerald, unless unless the Lakers are ready to make uh, a big move or two in the summer to appease LeBron and what he needs on the court, it, it he may look uh, elsewhere when his contract is up. Absolutely. But for right now, he is a Laker and he's going to remain as such. And he's playing very well. Hopefully his ankle will still continue to feel better. I hope that he'll be able to get more support around him. But Sean, great to have you here. Looking forward to your next conversation with me right here on the Lakers. But any last thoughts on the way out? Yeah, Gerald, doing a little uh, deep dive, you know, over the past, 108 games, the Lakers have found themselves, I believe, 56 and, no, excuse me, excuse me, 42, yes, 50, yes, 108 games, they've won, they've won just a little over five, uh, 500%, so they've been a 500 team. We had a seven-game winning streak in from November to early December in uh, late 2020. Then in 2021, before the playoffs, we had uh, a five-game winning streak. Other than that, we were 30 and 30. We're 16 and 16 right now. So you've basically been a 500 team over the past 110 games. I think that's enough of a sample size for Rob Polinka to see that whatever moves he's tried to make to appease LeBron haven't worked, and something needs to change. Something needs to change indeed. But, Sean, hopefully we can talk about that as these changes happen. You're always welcome back on the show. Looking forward to your next appearance. I heard Jamie Sweet is asking for a late-night Lakers fast break coming up here in the not-too-distant future. Will it be part of the show? We'll see. We'll go ahead, but we'll find out after the break. But for now, my friend, great to have you on the show and looking forward to your next stop right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. 
All right, and we return to the program. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Lakers Fast Break. I just realized that this is episode 399 if I dropped it right now. So unfortunately, this is not going to drop until next week because we're going to make this special number 401. So we'll make it episode number 401 there for you. But it's still close enough to where we can talk about what's going on with the NBA. And here today to talk about what's going on is a man who loves his late night Lakers talk. You got to go ahead and check him out today at Lakerholics.com. He is the mastermind behind the five things articles that he does each and every time out when he gets a chance. And also the major thorn in Laker Tom's side on the right side. And I'm on the left side. We're both the major thorns in his life. It is a good friend indeed. It is Jamie Sweet. Jamie, happy holidays. Love the hat. Funny. It's just, just like mine. Yes, absolutely. Wearing it indeed. Hopefully, you know, it'll be like in the past sense, you know, the where I'm hoping you'll be part of the 400th broadcast on Christmas Day. So I'm hoping that'll be, be the case. So we'll be talking about in the past, even though this will be listened to in the future. So it all makes sense by next Monday. So let's just put it that way. But great to have you here, my friend. It's kind of like a Back to the Future episode, right? Like we're doing the first episode back from before when it should have gone, but it's perfect. I love it. So, uh, and happy yeah. 400 broadcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, soon. I'm still, uh, soon, yes. <laughs> well, by the time you hear this, most likely you know what I mean? people have already gone to it because this is expect to be 401. I will say that I am very thankful for everybody going ahead and listening for all these episodes. I'm hopeful for 400 more and hoping to do something special on 500, but I have no idea what yet. So we'll wait and see. I, I don't have to worry about that for another 99 some odd episodes. That's, so I'm that's, good. I'm good. Might be the playoffs. Yes. Might be the playoffs indeed. But my friend, the Lakers currently, as we are talking about this or right around the 500 mark, they're on the back end of the Western Conference. Uh, you know the story with AD, who's going to be out several weeks with his MCL sprain. You know the story that so many players are coming in and out of health and safety protocols. You know the Lakers, unfortunately, don't get the luxury of getting their games postponed, unlike some other teams. I'm not going to say there's any bias there, but they don't have enough players <laughs> sick at the right times or the wrong times, as it were, to go ahead right. and, and afford that luxury. So the Lakers are continuing on into the Christmas holiday season and into the new year as of now. So I want to hear thoughts on the team. Again, I don't know how much you can you know, lay claim to the team. In those brief moments, we've seen them all together. It's not been the prettiest of sights, but it's really hard to ascertain right now what's truly going on with the team. I just know they're, they're disappointing, and it's a shame because LeBron is playing some of the best basketball he's played in several months. Yeah, I mean, LeBron's on a tear, uh, Russell's on a tear, and then kind of had a rough couple of games. And, you know, AD going out was just a huge blow. But the NBA marches on, right? And, and yeah. Adam Silver and company made it absolutely clear that there will be no uh, canceling of the season or, like, general stoppage of play for, I think, anything but, like, a federal government, you know, shelter-in-place mandate, which also won't be coming anytime soon. So, and... There you go. Like it's time, time marches on and so does the NBA. So I think that there's a lot to be said for this philosophy. Uh, I think in some ways it's also kind of a, you know, it's, there's no doubt that we're going to have to figure out how to live with COVID-19 and 
some maybe some of the ways we get to that quicker is by not by not stopping things. But you know, on the flip side of that, we had to cancel travel plans because uh, of you know uh, of COVID, and so it's 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 still it's still a thing. It's still a thing, and it's interesting that the new rule is that you have to sign players to play. And the only reason you would postpone is if it happened like, you know, game day. So it's a lot to put the teams and the players through. I feel like it's even weirder than the bubble in some ways, because it's like, it's just, you will play. (laughs) There will be you you, play. No, play. No, 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 if answer, buts (laughs) are about it. Yes. You're playing. Not right. No, you're playing. So, that to me was a little bit curious of a stance given everything that's going on, which maybe speaks without speaking to the overall financial health of the league, maybe not being as rosy as, you know, as some may want it to be. And that the, the thought of canceling games for some teams is, you know, unbearable at this point. You know, it's hard to know what's going on. Everything is so wackadoo these days, but I think that in terms of us, overcoming all of this. I mean, and it's not like the Lakers are alone. The Lakers are not alone and having injuries and dealing with COVID and, and, and having a roster turnover of, of, of a high volume. Um, and some teams are playing better. Grizzlies without John Morant. They did all right. Suns without Devin Booker. They did okay. So it, I'm having a hard time with the narrative that people for the Lakers are really trying to push out there pretty hard that we don't know what this team can do. I mean, the same could be said for, I think just about every single team in the NBA at this point, every team has got lost guys to COVID. Every team has had injury concerns. Every team, not every team, many of the teams that are succeeded have also had high roster turnover. The Grizzlies, the Bulls being uh, among the two teams with a higher roster turnover coming into the season. So, I mean, I'm not saying that injuries haven't played a part, but there's no reason to feel singular <laughs> in that regard. So I'm having a hard time with that narrative surrounding the team these days, and I don't expect it to end anytime soon because Davis is going to be out probably until February, I would say. I will be surprised if AD comes back in the month of January. Absolutely. This is going to be definitely a problem for the Lakers until that time, and Lakers are just got to get through it the best they can. Uh, you know, I don't know. I was talking to Tom, and we're thinking maybe if they could get and stay around 500, and by the time AD gets back, uh, you know, maybe that's that's a win. Uh, so I'm hoping that that's going to be the case. But the Lakers' schedule does not get any easier. Excuse right. me. Does not get any easier. It gets tougher, and it just really is going to not look as good as far as the opponents from there. So we'll have to wait and see what's going on with that. But you know what? It's just. We're going to have to get through it. I mean, right now, the Lakers are in a spot where it, it's a very tenuous position as far as being able to go ahead and stay in the playoff race and the play-in race. So we'll see yeah. what happens there. I mean, a lot of teams are going through what the Lakers are going through right now with COVID and people coming in and out of the lineup. So it's it's a wait-and-see situation. The only thing that's exacerbated by it is the AD injury on top of everything else. Yeah, no, it's true. But, I mean, Brooklyn's – running away with the East and there have been minus one of their guys from the beginning of the season. So yeah. uh, Brooklyn was able to withstand the loss of a superstar. So uh, again, I, I get it. I'm not trying to say like, Oh, the Lakers are fine. They're not. But to s- the way the Lake, a lot of people sort of frame how the injuries and even LeBron today was like, we don't know what this team can do. Well, I mean, the same could be true of the nets, right? So <laughs> 
it's not a true excuse. Uh, it's or it is exactly just that. It's only an excuse for poor play, poor execution, and frankly, what now is obviously a, a, an ill-conceived roster structure. And I don't just mean to imply any one player. I don't think it's Russell Westbrook's fault. The fault is that once you commit to that amount of money to three players, you either have to be willing to double down to to a huge degree to field an acceptable team around them, or you're going to really have to build such a perfect team with so few resources. it, it, It seems impossible with only the veteran minimum, a tax exemption of some sort and bird rights of various types you really that that's it like there's no there's no tools so we obviously you know Ariza's just showing that he's ready to contribute and we'll see how consistent that goes that ends up being evidently they had a great film session uh this afternoon uh this morning so that's that's i think uh, a positive and we just got to see what the Lakers can do to stop making excuses. (laughs) I hope their New Year's resolution is to like, just focus more on the game. The refs aren't going to call every call your way. Like they, they need to rededicate themselves to just playing the game and, and having fun doing it. Like it hasn't looked fun for the Lakers almost ever this whole season. All of it has been such a struggle. And I don't think that's just entirely due to roster turnover. It seems to, there seem to be like philosophical, diametrically opposed philosophical entities within the structure of the team. And it hasn't resolved itself and it's plain to see on the court. Absolutely. It's just something very, uh, very sad to see. So I'm hopeful that there will actually be a turnaround for the team at some point. I don't know when that will be because right now it is a team that's put together by band-aids and bubble gum and you know masking tape and everything there just to try and try right. to hold it together. People are in the lineup right now that probably are not going to be in there two, three months down the line. Uh, we'll see. What or a happens. Laker, or a Laker, in like a week and a half. Like... Yeah, exactly. In some cases, <laughs> yeah, uh, be one of those though in question is Isaiah Thomas. And he had a truly horrid game the other day against Phoenix, but again, the rest of the roster, not named LeBron James had a truly horrid game. But before that, he was averaging 16 points in those first two outings for the team. And he's someone that even though he's a great big minus on the defensive end, he still uh, could be a plus margin as far as, you know, being able to go ahead and bring you the type of points you need off the bench, which is something that the Lakers have lacked, is consistency off the bench from either Mello or Monk or Ellington or anybody who they decide to go ahead and bring off the bench for that particular day. One day it's Reese, one day it's not, one day it's Mello, one day it's not, one day it's Ellington, one day it's not. Maybe Thomas could be the answer. I'm not sure, but your thoughts on Isaiah Thomas sticking in the league or even with the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, he'll get a lot of work as a replacement player, I think, this season because you can't keep those guys, right? Like, you can only play them for the time that you need them. And so I think that the Lakers, it was great that he got an addition with the Lakers. I, I would like for him to stick in the league. Uh, I think for both the reasons we saw 
it is one for 12 game, right? One for 13, something like that. I can't remember. One for 13. No, I thought he went one for 11 and THT went one for 13. Uh, yeah. Something, was, like, something like was, that. It was two for 24 total. I know. Exactly. And it was two, uh, which is astounding to me. It's just, I thought it had to be some sort of record, but I guess it's not. Listen, the Lakers have had plenty of time to decide what to do with DeAndre Jordan, whether, but, the fact that he still gets minutes, the, the fact that he's still on the team, I don't see them in the way that they've kind of indicated that they're not looking to overspend on the roster <laughs> based on decisions made during the summer. I have a hard time seeing them just outright waving DeAndre Jordan for Isaiah Thomas. A, because we desperately need size and you know you don't know who's going to be available on any given day. And B... We just don't need. We don't need to get older and slower, <laughs> especially on defense. And I, I, like I said, I, I hope that Isaiah Thomas sticks in, in the league, but I do not see him as any kind of long-term answer on the league. And we had ample opportunity to sign him prior to this. So if anybody had thought he was the perfect fit prior to this, uh, you know, I, I think that the organization as a whole is rooting for him, and I think that that's why they gave him an audition uh, or gave him this chance to be a replacement player. And I think that they'll have, and many teams ought to should have his number on speed dial until the you know the spike le- uh, decreases a little bit and things get a little bit more on the healthier side. Hopefully, you know, as winter breaks uh, here in a few months, a couple months. But everybody had a chance to grab it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like. He just got back from Mars or something. He's he's been he's been there. So, you know. It, also, it's the NBA, and if you can get buckets, and you know, a team is desperate for buckets. I mean, that's how Melo got back in. Melo got back in because Portland had so many injuries, they had no one to turn to, and they needed somebody other than Lillard and McCollum who could score reliably. And so that's how that's how Melo two was born. So nothing's impossible. I know he's a hard worker. It seems as if his health is, is, is better in terms of his hip injury that was, you know, holding him back for so many seasons, but I have a hard time seeing him being on the Lakers other than as a replacement player this season. Once again, it's Jamie sweet. You got to go ahead and check out his five things articles today at Lakerholics.com. Hey everyone, please check out what he's doing today and be part of the conversation at Lakerholics.com. But before we head on out, my friend, please go ahead and let us know what you're up to this holiday season, just before the turn of the new year in regards to the five things, articles that you're doing at Lakerholics.com. Well, my new year's resolution is for the Lakers to win more. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but. Well, your last year's (laughs) resolution was to drive Laker Tom crazy. So. You didn't fulfill that. <laughs> no, no, that's that's you just didn't fulfill that. It's just the product of how we both view the game. Like we, it's so it's it's a great, great study in how two people see the same thing fairly differently in in many ways. And then every once in a while, it lines up. Like Miles Turner, I really do think Miles Turner would be the perfect addition to the Los Angeles. Lakers. You know, and lined up for you. Where guys, I differ on Russell Westbrook, I'm just going to say that for the record. I know. You know, there's a Frank Zappa song, You Are What You Is, and that's what we are. We are what we is right now, man. We can't go back. We can't get this player or that player back or do this or that differently. Like, this is this is it. So whatever it was that made it to this right now, here we are. I do think that this season definitely begs an examination of the philosophy and methodology that the Lakers have chosen to deploy in regards to team building and specifically the coach they continue to back. 
I feel like they've taken away all of Frank Vogel's best tools and told him to just keep building houses the same way. And then to extend him while still take all of it is just so very puzzling to me uh, these days. So I think that, you know, depending on how the season turns out, it's hard to have that discussion right now. We're only not quite halfway through the season, but I think in the off season, if, and you know, very possibly when we don't win the NBA finals this year, it's, it's, and to see how we go out, do we get to the play in, but lose a playing game? Do we fight our way into one of those top six seeds once everybody's healthy and like find a way to like find a groove and like do some damage in the playoffs? But do we somehow, you know, get out of the West and compete for the title and, and lose to Brooklyn or, or Milwaukee or Miami or Chicago or whoever? That I think will be what more defines the season than how we struggle through this still early, but getting not so early part of the season you're going to know what your basketball team is after January. And so we're either, and that's still going to be the case with the Lakers. People will be able to say like, Oh, well, nobody's healthy. It's well, then that that's too late. They're not a part of the season and you better know what you have outside of that person because you know, something you can't just continue to try to, you know, tow the company line and say like, well, we need more time. Well, everybody needs more time. figure it out you're all paid several million dollars a piece to figure it out so go ahead and do it and whatever it is you know i'll be amazed if the lakers trade russ i'll tell you that i i don't see that happening in season i don't either i think it will happen next year or is there possibly early as the summer when his contract becomes a lot more valuable because of how much you can write off the books the next season so we'll wait and see But it is Jamie Sweet, and you better catch his five things articles today at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today as he goes ahead and does what he can to troll Laker Tom on a regular basis. No, no, no. It's not trolling. It's not trolling. Come on. Come on. What is it? It's We just, we disagree. Okay. 65 to 78% of the topics related to the Lakers. No, more like like 65, 59. That's okay. Well, that's for fair. That's kind of looks like trolling to me when you see it out there in the chat rooms and in the chat boards and in the chat paragraphs that you guys write to each other at Lakerholics.com. I want to say this in case I don't see Laker Tom before that, but I fully intend to be. Uh, uh, tomorrow might be. Might, tomorrow might be rough, but well, okay. we'll see. All okay, right. and we'll you're see it going on like pretty much right around then. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. happy holidays. If I don't see anybody, what's the point of all that? And so I just want to say one more time, wishing all of you a very happy holidays uh, in case I don't see you by uh, the holidays, in which case, even though this is going to air after that. <laughs> so this is all fantastic. Like the Mr. Show episode where they pre-tape their uh, call-in show. It's one of my favorite episodes of television of all time. There you go. Wow. That's all we need is more call-ins there. That would raise the stakes even further, indeed. They can easily go ahead and let us know what they, if they are. Well, Lakerholics.com. That's right. That's right. They can go ahead. Or Laker, your Twitter handle. At Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. At Laker Tom on Twitter. There's Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Or right on this video, Lakers Fast Break at Facebook. We get the DMs. We get the messages right here at Lakers Fast Break. But again, the best place to go, because you can do it in such long form and you can do it. I I actually told Tom that I hope he gets his degree in psychology so he can go ahead and start getting everybody to go ahead and sit on the virtual couch, so to speak, so that they could vent to Laker Tom about the Lakers each and every day at Lakerholics.com. 
or celebrate. There's there's still good things that are happening. It's just it's not coming together very well. I don't know what's going to make it come together better, uh, as we've discussed at uh, you know a, a lot. But you know, come on, guys, you can do we'll it. See. We'll see what happens in the new year. But, Jamie, great to have you here. Great to have you talking to us about the Lakers. Looking forward to seeing more great articles of the five things at Lakerholics.com. And, again, we're looking forward to having you back on now, in the past, or in the future, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.